welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot, these two. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. Funny little girl slipping through my fingers all the time. Is that the beginning? You didn't tell me we were on go. I cannot get all of the Mamma Mia soundtrack out of my head. I don't know what side of TikTok I'm on, but it's all of this like fun summer grease jumpsuits, outfits, like with that music. And it's stuck in my head 24 7. All of the ABBA songs. A constant loop. You're up at 4 a.m. in your bed just thinking about um, the Mamma Mia songs. Yes. And everyone is manifesting that vibe for the summer. And I'm really here for it. Also, why is everyone in Europe right now? No, there's two different avenues. You're either manifesting the Mamma Mia vibe or the Miley Stewart vibe. Okay, explain to everyone the Miley Stewart vibe. The Miley Stewart vibe is something that we should do to. We're only 20 minutes off the beaten path for when we're driving from Nashville to Alabama. I looked it up to go to Columbia, Tennessee. It's a town where they filmed. You did not look it up. Yeah, I sent – if you open your TikTok DMs, I sent you. I said Columbia is only going to take us like 15 minutes off the highway. Okay, well, full transparency. I have over 120 TikTok DMs that I have not opened, and it causes me anxiety, and I just am choosing not to open well, them. choose one person per day. That's okay. me with my text messages. Anyways, so Miley Stewart Summer. It's um, having like an outdoorsy, really wholesome time, hanging out with your family, reconnecting with old friends. Um, going hiking, falling in love. <laughs> How are we supposed to do all of that 15 minutes from the highway on our drive down <laughs> No, no, that's a Miley Stewart summer. We're just going to go for like 40 minutes and just like take pictures in front of the restaurant and oh, the like courthouse. Oh, like just be in a field. Yeah, we're just going to go and look. We're not going to actually encapsulate all of that in 40 Come minutes. Come and see. Look and see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but Miley Stewart overarching summer theme is you're spending time with your friends, old friends and your family. You're being wholesome. You're on the front porch you're falling in love, you're going hiking. There's a porch swing. You're wearing long dresses, you're wearing overalls. Um, Your hair is braided. Your hair is braided. You're not even really like going out in cities. No. Sorry. Cities, cities are out for the summer. Away. Get as far <laughs> away from the city as possible and close to a field as you can. Cities are out for the summer. Cities are out. Fields are in. Get a horse in blue jeans and you're set. Yeah, try to go horseback riding at least once. There's probably some great deals on Group 1. It's too bad this is a trend now because back last year when I was living at home on the farm, I could have really done a lot with that content. Well, I told you to make some TikToks because I think that you can still have enough material to encapsulate what's going on. Just constantly trying to pump out our old videos from our camera. Hell, what else are horse, they doing for us? Hell, your horse looks like blue jeans. What does blue jeans even look like? Isn't it just brown? No, white. <laughs> Really? Your gray horse looks like it, yeah. Stop, I'm going to look it up You right just now. sent a video recently of last year and your gray horse is sticking its head through your car window and it was very Miley Stewart summer. I, wait, but how is gray white? How are those the same thing? It's just the same energy. Same energy because it's a horse? A, a light color You were right. I have fact-checked and blue jeans is in fact a white cream color. What kind of horse even is this? Okay, this is, this is trivial information. <laughs> we only have so much time to record, but let's research. Is it a quarter horse? Is it a <laughs> yeah. 
Um, what is going on, you guys? Thank you so much for listening to Just Go With It. Welcome back to another episode. Happy Friday, happy hour. Another weekend is upon us. I feel like this week flew by. How do you feel, Ashley? I feel like this week flew by and I don't really have anything like particularly thrilling on the docket this weekend compared to the past handful of weekends. Okay, no no worries. Don't don't feel bad. All so, I'm going to do is sit by a pool. That's on my docket. Okay, so you don't have anything thrilling going on either then? No, nothing crazy. No concerts, no. No, but um, last night at 9 p.m., one of my friends texted me and said, I have a free ticket to Justin Bieber if you can get to Nissan Stadium. And it just so happened that it was the one night of the week that I was like going to go to bed early because I've been so tired. Oh my God, and you stuck by that? And I stuck by it because I had just gotten out of the shower and I felt so beat and all I wanted to do was drink a glass of wine, light a candle and get in bed and read You know what? I nothing calls on my heart for that concert. <laughs> That's another thing. If it was like someone I really cared about seeing, I would have dropped everything. I would have gone with my hair wet. I would have done whatever it took because it's a free ticket. You know what I mean? But it's like Justin Bieber. Like eh. nothing calls on my heart for that. Yeah, I, know I might a lot stand of people by. are diehard fans for him. So like not shaming the fandom, but like it's just not. My thing. I'm not part of it. <laughs> I'm not part of it. I would have had fun, of course, because I love concerts. But yeah, not not on my self care night. <laughs> Sorry. And can't. what what did you do on your self-care night besides light your candle and drink your glass of wine? Um, I was reading my book, The Midnight Library, which I think we should talk about in our segment that we are now starting called Snack Time. Did we decide on that idea? Is that what we're actually calling it? We're not sure what we're calling it. I said let's call it, call it Consumption Time. Consumption Nation. I think we should <laughs> leave it up to the guests, the audience, if you guys have any ideas. We're trying to think of a weekly segment um, because we always talk about books and movies and shows and things that we're consuming, podcasts. So I thought it'd be funny to call it Snack Time because we're consuming all this media and we're snacking on it and we're going to give you guys a little tidbit. But if you have a better idea for a name that's catchier, please let us know. Yes. And what's nice about this little segment is that we can change it whenever we want, unlike the title of the podcast. <laughs> unlike the title that we mold over for months and us, the creative PR queens we are, this is the best we came up with. I still can't get over it. But and now every week we have a better title. There, I said it. Something I think um, about is that it could be worse. <laughs> that's a good title too. It could be could worse. Be worse. <laughs> So two things that make me feel like a child in a good and a bad way. In a good way, it is almost summertime. And as soon as it starts staying light outside until 8 p.m., what does that mean it's time for, Abby? Um, um, sunsets? I don't know. No, no. More akin to my personality, not to the general public. Oh, a drink on the porch? No, but like, that's more the general public. What type of drink on the porch? Uh, a nightcap? No, this is getting embarrassing. A root I'm beer doing float. horrible at <laughs> A root beer flow. A root beer flow. A root beer flow. The second it starts staying light outside until 8 o'clock in the summer, it is root beer float season. Even if you this don't, so aren't, even, aren't even that fond of root beer, nothing makes you feel more childlike than getting into the rhythm of summer's mm. main root beer float time. That is so pure. What a good treat. And like nobody's taking nobody's taking the time to make root and beer floats. Nobody's eating them something anymore. Drinking? That you have at home. You don't have to go out and get one. I don't even know where you would get one. So it's free, essentially. And it's New a nice replacement. Pre-packaged root beer floats. New business idea unlocked. And what's if you want to replace drinking during the week, invite your friend over and say, hey, want to have root beer floats on the patio? <laughs> hey. Yeah, nothing says friendship like a couple of root beer floats <laughs> and a fist bump at the end of the day. Um, so that's, really that's something – 
I know. So try that on for size. Second thing that's making me feel like a kid is getting injured. I injured my hand and I needed to wear a Band-Aid. And it's, there's something so childlike about needing to wear a Band-Aid and like putting on Neosporin. It's just Ew, so yeah. dumb and childlike. Was your and Band-Aid like fun with SpongeBob no, and Dora characters? No, it's the color of my skin. It's oh, it's a grown-up Band-Aid? Regular. It's That's a grown-up Band-Aid. But um, it's very childlike and very dumb. Yeah. There is something so weird about it. Remember just like skinning your knee. knee. Yep. <laughs> It's like skinning your Damn. knee. That's really dumb. Yeah, it was the worst. <laughs> Nobody date boys because boys like to roughhouse in the street and then you skin your knee. Boys are gross. I don't know what to do with boys. Yeah, cooties. Anyways, <laughs> I felt no very 23 today. I actually made a TikTok about it, but I want to tell you before I tell the world. I So I went into the office today and then I went and walked. So I'm very excited that I live in an apartment downtown because I can walk places. And I've never been able to walk anywhere in my life. I always have to drive because I'm not close enough. But I walked to this new coffee shop I hadn't been to, had myself an amazing muffin, and hung what out kind with of a muffin? friend. It was a um, a chai, like a spiced coffee cake mm. muffin. It was so good. You gave me a lot of shit a few weeks ago for ordering a muffin for breakfast. <laughs> Well, that's because you order like a geriatric grandmother and you're like one sunny side up. Oh, yeah. It was it was the one one egg. muffin, small bran, lots of fiber. I'm like, OK. No, no. I got banana. Banana. But anyway. So then I got coffee with a friend at this new coffee shop, walked home, was so excited to see my favorite doorman. He's very like Mr. Mosby vibes, except for he's really nice, like truly the nicest man on the whole entire world. Shout out, Bob, if you're listening. But he always makes coming home such an enjoyable experience. So I always chat with him. And then I was coming up to record a podcast. And I just felt so like young, fun, 23, downtown, work from home girly. Does he have? Hybrid. Does he have a daughter or a granddaughter? When you start getting all these PR packages, when you make it big, you could start giving them to his daughter. Stop. That's so smart. I did find him on Facebook the other day and did find out that he has two daughters. Yes. Perfect. Well, I can't wait for you to become famous and to then give those to I just daughters. love – I wonder if other people do this too. I'm sure they do. Collecting characters who are like loosely involved yes. in your life. You were saying I the other, about this. Like, you were saying the other week, um, what was it? Name the male character for like 400. Yeah. <laughs> That's we, your male character. Our friend group will literally have someone impact our life in the smallest way, like at one singular trip, well, one-off deal. And we will like talk we can't about stop it for talking years. About, we can't stop talking about Owen for – um, on Stagecoach. It wasn't a favorable experience, Owen. Horrible um, experience. But we can't stop talking to about it. The other night someone sent his LinkedIn. They're like thinking about Owen. Yeah. And like a, a lot of the Talked to him for 20 too, minutes. Something fun that I've brought to the group are like these weird side characters that I went on a few dates with at one point in yeah, our lots lives. Lots of side characters like them, Daniel. Yeah, tons of them. And like we just take them and carry them and bring them up with inside jokes throughout the years. And Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's funny, but like these characters exist in our lives and I wish that they would know it almost, but they'll never Some know. Some of them do. Some of them do. Who? We, Who knows? Know. Nobody knows how much we talk about <laughs> these people that had a small impact in our life. But I'm going to write Bob a really nice letter and make him a cake one day whenever I move out of this this here place. And then for Christmas so you should get him a gift too, a He's little treat. literally the nicest man on earth. I know what his birthday remember. is. Oh my gosh, do you think it's on Facebook? Everything's on Facebook. Probably. All right, should we get to the real uh, 
meat and potatoes of this episode. <laughs> Ew, don't ever say that again. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yes, the meat and potatoes. <laughs> That's a good podcast title, meat and potatoes. Because <laughs> you're talking about only the important stuff. Nothing makes it's people want to listen to a podcast like a title, <laughs> meat and potatoes. We can, we'd can. probably have more men listen. Anyway. Yeah. So the topic we have brought to the table today is yet again a topic of friendship because this is an evergreen thing, especially in your 20s as friendships are changing, relationships look different, you move away, you move in with people, you move out from people, and it's just an evergreen topic. Like You're always going to have to be navigating these things. And so today we're talking about surrounding yourself with people who light you up, who make you feel like the most authentic, happy version of yourself, and who you feel that you can equally pour back into just those really healthy positive friendships because I think a lot of people kind of get stuck with with friendships that maybe aren't necessarily filling them up would you agree Ashley I feel as though yes that's true um same goes for me double people that aren't filling you up you get bogged down like oh it's out of obligation that I'm still friends with so and so and I'm not saying you should drop anyone who doesn't fill you up because you also have to give Mm -hmm. I don't like when people just feel like they oh they're not serving me a purpose so let's drop them it's like a give and a take Yeah, but if you just like consistently notice, especially maybe a newer friend or a casual friend, just um, I just don't think you need to hang on to people necessarily Mm -hmm. that aren't filling you up. But I was going to say you and your personality type have more experience with this. Um, (laughs) Feeling the need to tone yourself down around friendships. Oh, don't even get me started. I feel like you've been struggling with this since you were since you learned how to speak. Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) You want me to elaborate? Yeah, I do. Okay, perfect. There's nothing I love more than elaboration. It's kind of why we have a podcast. So here's my thing. I grew up a very outgoing kid, I think, and my mom put me in some acting classes as a child. Still still kicking rocks that that didn't take off. (laughs) She definitely should have put me in theater. I love being on a stage. I love performing. And no, find your headshot. Find your headshot of you with the suitcase. I ask my mom about this all the time. I'm like, I have some ugly ass photos of me from when I was ten, and I need them. And she's like, what? (laughs) But anyways, so I've always been really outgoing, and then I grew up in a tiny little Christian school, which was good and bad, but it was very sheltered. And then I got to high school. And in high school, as we know, girls can be really mean. Um, But I mean, I found friends. I kind of wanted to hang out with the popular people. I had a perfect image of who I wanted to be in high school, who I wanted people to see me as. And I accomplished that. Did I have real, genuine, true friendships? Not necessarily. Not the whole time way through. And those people that I thought I should be friends with, and people can be experiencing this at any point in their life. It doesn't have to be in high school, but that's just when it was for me those people that I thought I should be friends with, that I thought I should be hanging out with, that I liked deep down at the end of the day, I think either thought I was annoying or too much or that I just, something about it, like unspokenly, I felt like I had to dull my shine. I felt like I had to be a little bit quieter and not not as obnoxious, not take as much spotlight. And maybe that's good because at the end of the day, you don't want to be narcissist season because that is really annoying. But also, one time you told me you said, Yes, I know it is shocking, but even stars like me get self conscious sometimes. Okay, well, I played up with Ashley because Ashley leans into it it. as a joke. But in high school, when you're so, those are such formative years when you're trying to figure out who you are and who you want to be and your personality and where you land. I just always kind of felt a little bit out of place with my friendships and like I just couldn't fully be myself. and that's not a good feeling. That's not a feeling anyone should have. And then I always kind of knew that's in the back of my story. head. 
yeah, it kind of sucks. And I always knew in the back of my head, like once I go to college, I'm going to meet my people because that's what everyone says. Like you're going to go to college, you're going to meet so many people, you're going to have a plethora of people to choose from, which I did. And I did meet my people and I'm so grateful now. And now I feel like moving to a new city, I have a much better gauge as to who to hang out with, but no more dulling my shine around people. Do you feel like you went through a rough patch in the beginning of college? I didn't know you or your heart then. Um, no, I actually would not say rough patch. I kind of thrived in the chaos of everything being so different and just meeting so many people. And I had like lots of friends from different pockets. Like I've always been a little bit of a floater when it comes to friends. Um, so I have friends in lots of different areas and then I kind of float around, but I never felt grounded. Like I never felt like I had a one solid group until like junior year or whatever when we I guess Nashville is really what solidified our friend group but it like got the, the line that's why was we drawn all, in the sand like that's why we clear. all that's why we all treat that city like we were born and raised there I because think. it raised us it raised us we built the city and the city built us <laughs> um so then I was gonna say something we don't have time for me to be losing my train of thought um <laughs> So then it was in college, though, where you felt as if you didn't have to censor yourself, quote unquote. Well, I think I'm sure a lot of people experience this, but in high school. Was it maturity? What what gives? <laughs> so in high school, in a small town, there's four years. And before that, a lot of people went to middle school and even elementary school together. Like that's a lot of people's experience. And people just kind of know who you are. You have your image. You have what mm-hmm. you project to people. People pigeonhole you into what they want to understand who you are. And so when you go off to college in a completely new state where you know zero people, you can reinvent yourself. And that freedom I really thrived in because nobody knew anything about me or my past or who I was before. All they knew was face value, what I was when I was showing them that. And so I think I really thrived in college that way and just being able to kind of reevaluate who I want to be, what I want to put out in the world, that sort of thing. Um, and I felt like all four years of college, I kind of changed that again because the way Pepperdine is set up, you'd kind of just continuously meet new people like all four years. Um, so yeah, I just constantly was changing and I felt like I really thrived in that environment and I continue to do that to this day. What was the question? Um, hmm. the question was (laughs) (laughs) what gives something about maturity? Was I mature? Absolutely not. (laughs) We're like two geriatric people reading a podcast. The question was, hmm. Survey says. Survey says that the question was, what made you feel like you suddenly didn't have to censor yourself? Maybe that was the question. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like the freedom. What made you feel? I know the freedom of not being pigeonholed. I know the freedom, but you still could meet people at Pepperdine, especially because Pepperdine is very much like a high school with all the cliques and stuff. You could still meet people that still think you're too much. Well, in California in general, everyone's a little too much. We were in LA. Is that where you felt the freedom then? I felt more at home when I moved to California, which I had never lived in before, than I did like my entire life living in the Pacific Northwest. I always felt very out of place. And then when I went there I'm like oh these are my people like this is it you know and do you feel like when you would meet people that thought you were too much you would just move on to the next like I yeah don't, I, don't I think it this. is maturity actually we're coming back to the maturity thing yeah I think maturity is realizing that you can be 100% yourself and the universe will provide you with people who match that energy or complement that energy and bring it back to you as opposed to trying to fit a square peg and around a hole like trying to fit into a puzzle that you were never meant to be part of in the first place yeah. It's also just timing. I don't think we would have been as obsessed with each other if I had met you freshman year. 
Yeah, and we're very different people freshman year than we are senior year. Very different. Yes. At least I was. I was too. I'm trying to think about how, you know, when you think back to yourself maybe at 17, not embarrassed of yourself, but more like, oh, like that was so embarrassing. I can't believe that was me. I don't. Every day. (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of embarrassing things to look back on. I don't ever want to be like 25 and look at myself at 22 and feel embarrassed of myself then. But do you think that? I hate to break it to you, sis, but you probably will. Yes and no, because I feel like year to year, like 17 is more embarrassing, but like I don't, I'm not necessarily embarrassed of myself at 19. She was more, okay. gro- way more growing up than 17. Yeah. I know I her really like well. My it's 19 exponential year old almost these, these years that we go through, like the growth like guess, that we experience. The growth, but also just like, I guess you become more, I guess maybe you become more and more of yourself and that's why maybe you're a little less embarrassed of yourself as time goes on. That's very philosophical and interesting. Because... Yes, you change a lot year to year, but 20-year-old me, definitely I'm not embarrassed of her. I yeah. like her. 20-year-old me was She's not the same as me now, but I'm just like not yeah. – but she, I'm also like not embarrassed. Yeah, we kind of grow into ourselves, like our Yeah, so selves. like the embarrassment might be a little less. Maybe 30-year-old me will be embarrassed of 20-year-old me. I'm sure she will. But that gap yeah. is a lot bigger than me now compared to 17. So Maybe I think the embarrassment Maybe embarrassed though. Maybe you'll look back and just kind of be like – Look on her fondly? You'll, yeah, you'll laugh at who you were. Yeah. But it won't be like an embarrassing laugh. It'll just be like, oh, she was just so young and crazy, you know? I think I really liked 19-year-old me. 19-year-old me was abroad. 19-year-old us, we were both abroad at 19. Yeah. Isn't that weird that we didn't know each other at all? Abroad me was so much fun. Yeah. I had like completely different friends. I always just accumulate. I rarely cut it. I, ra- I rarely trim the fat. I just accumulate. <laughs> Meat and potatoes trim the fat. I rarely, I rarely thin the herd. Okay, so we're growing into ourselves year after year. We're figuring it out and we're becoming a little bit more mature and decisive as to who we want to surround ourselves with and spend time with because time is precious. Have you ever felt like you needed to dull your shine or like alter your personality in any way when you're around certain groups of people? No, don't not dull my shine. I mean, I'll cater more to the type of energy the person's giving off. I'll cater my personality to it. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I intrinsically change myself around people because you've told me you can read it all over my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do wear <laughs> your gonna, emotion on your sleeve. If I feel like I'm going to mesh with someone or not. Um so not all my shine. I will like cater my personality more to other people. And I'm not necessarily as outgoing with a group of new people if I don't – I'm trying to think how to articulate this. Like you're pretty quiet at the beginning in a group of new people but until you however, kind of feel out the vibe. If you did like three people I had never met before and then maybe two, me, you, and like one other person that I was close to, I would be super friendly with them. It's just like depends on the balance scale if I'm more shy or more outgoing. So do you feel like – Like if you brought a new person along and it was just me, you, and a new person, I think I'd be all over them. But if it's me, you, and seven new people, then I would be way more quiet. You'd kind of step back and let someone else take the reins. 1,000%. Well, do you feel like as you've gotten older and we've been out of school that you have kind of leaned more into the friendships that fill you up or do you feel like they just kind of trickle out when like after school when we're not seeing each other as much, things like that, people move away or how have you kind of navigated that? Because with me, 
I had a weird experience where I moved back to my hometown and like I didn't know anyone my age. I feel as though, because I'm no stranger to calling someone just for the sake of making plans, like those casual friends that you see every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it just naturally filters itself out. And in terms of people that I've stayed close to that don't live around me, I for sure just figured out the people that I feel equally invest back into me. Yeah. I'm not bending over backwards to contact people that I feel like don't really contact me unless it's my birthday. Yeah. But that's with people that live far away. I feel like something I'm just now realizing during this conversation is I've really welcomed the idea of being able to reinvent myself. I think it's a very exciting thought to me. And so when I moved out to Nashville and I didn't know anyone, yes, of course, it's a little scary and nerve wracking, but I also liked the idea that all the people that I meet here and the friendships that I make, they're only going to know 22, 23 year old Abby. Like they're going to know me from here on. And I really like the person that I am right now. And like you said, when we look back on prior versions of ourselves, maybe I am a little embarrassed of the things I went through or the things that I said or that I wore or that I did. And they don't know any of that, you know, like they're only going to see this growth version of me where I've kind of come into myself a little bit and that's exciting. And they're going to know all of the things that I am now. It's funny because in any situation where I've thought, oh, I can reinvent myself, I've thought about it and I thought it would be nice to do X more or Y more, but I've never, I don't feel like I've ever truly reinvented myself. Do you feel like you've ever had the itch? Yeah. I'm saying like, oh, going to Pepperdine. Oh, I didn't know anyone when I went abroad that went in my program really. Mm -hmm. I knew like one person. I've had these various opportunities to reinvent myself or like even getting closer with you guys. I could have said like, I'm going to do this. And I've thought about doing it. I thought, okay, why don't we lean into X, Y, or Z more? But at the end of the day, I think I just stay pretty consistent with who I am. And I think that's good. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, no, I don't like feel the need to switch that next time I reinvent myself or don't reinvent myself at the opportunity to. But um, (laughs) I feel like I never – have like my personality I'm not sure if this is unhealthy or just kind of a fun way to look at it but sometimes I think about myself as a character in my own life like how how we always (laughs) used to joke about main characters whatever yeah I'm a therapist so I can't tell you if it's unhealthy or not well someone out there who's a therapist let me know but if you think about it I didn't used to be that big of a gym girl this is just a very minute example yeah I never really liked working out it doesn't feel like a reinvention to me though Okay, not like a full reinvention, but like it's a huge part of my life now. So what I'm saying is before I didn't used to be someone who ever worked out consistently and now I can't go more than two days without going to a workout class or doing some kind of workout. And that's just something that's really been implemented in my life in the past two years. And so for that, for the sake of this conversation, like the people that I've met in Nashville now, they know me as someone who works out a ton. They don't know me as someone who used to dread it and scream that I hated it for four years of college. You know, it's just very interesting. Each time I might articulate it better now, each time I've had the opportunity to reinvent myself, I think I just refine myself a little bit more and Mm -hmm. lean into the aspects of myself I already like and just enhance them. Reformation over reinvention. Reformation would be reformation. Is that the verb of refinement? I don't know. What's the what's what the, is it? What's the word? Not reformation hardware yourself. Restoration hardware. <laughs> yeah, restoration hardware. Reformation the, is the action or process of reforming an institution or practice. So reforming, refining, right? It's all the same. So 
reform, but reform sounds like I got released from a program and I'm now reformed. <laughs> well, refine means removing impurities or unwanted elements from a substance. That's not what I mean when I'm saying refine. I don't want that definition. Oh, sorry. Improve something by making small changes, in particular an idea, yeah, theory, or method. I, mean. I think that's pretty similar to reform. Refine over reinvention? I said reformation over reinvention. Refinement? <laughs> Confinement? <laughs> what is the, the verbiage of that word? <laughs> they don't have one. The internet What's, doesn't have an answer. Let me look up the word refine. Refining is the word. To refine. Refinery 29. Verb refine. It's my 29th birthday. Remove. To elevate. Elevate over. <laughs> it's like we've never spoken a word in our whole life. And, well, I remember distinctly the abroad director for Florence at the end. She's like, I hope to like send you guys back as a refined version of yourself. And I thought, you know what? That is such a good way to put it. Yeah, I love actually I'm really loving the word refine. Let's run with that. Okay. <laughs> refine over reinvention. Also, you talk a big game about reinventing yourself because you've had all these opportunities to change your name. And yet all I hear once every several months is I want to change my name. I wish I was Tyler. I wish I was Drew. Yet you've had all these opportunities <laughs> to actively do it. And you're not doing it. Actually, people would think I'm actually having a psychotic break if I came out with a name change for no reason, like a first name change. Then why don't you just people change it to Scout? Your middle name is Scout. Why just, don't you just call yourself Scout? I've thought about it. I thought about changing it to Scout when I went to college, but I also thought it'd be really hard because I'd have to switch it. And every time somebody would say Scout, I wouldn't turn around because I'd be like, who are they talking about? <laughs> you should have, this summer leading up to Pepperdine, and then you should have like training a dog. Practice. You should have had your parents only call you Scout. I'm just so annoyed that my parents didn't think that I was going to be such a star and they didn't name me something more interesting. There's nothing wrong with the name Abby. I just think it's a little like girl next door. It's a little boring. It's very much not you. It's not the girl in the John Green novels. It's not Margot Roth Spiegelman. It's not. <laughs> it's no Alaska. <laughs> it's no Daisy Jones. It's, you know what I'm saying? Um, I know what you're saying. It's not All a right. main character name. It's a supporting character name. Mm-hmm. Even Ashley is a more mean character name. It is. I don't know what to do Maybe for you. Maybe I should you, go by Gail. Gail? Like Gail Weathers? Like the other half of Abby Gail. Oh, oh. <laughs> Honestly, that makes sense. But, but I'll spell it you. like wind, like a gust of wind. I'll spell it G-A-L-E instead of G-A-I. <laughs> and Gail Weathers. And then you actually... Maybe. Is it too late? Someone tell me if it's too late, if we make you a a reel. You could have been a weather girl 110%. Shut up. That would be so fun. You could have been such a weather girl. and you could Except I would have to wake up at 2 a.m. and I don't want to do that. Don't they have a nightly weather segment too? Nobody watches it. And so (laughs) as we're talking about refinement, is that the word refinement? Did we find it? I don't know. I'll do some research tonight and I'll text you. Okay. When we're looking at refining ourselves as opposed to completely changing who we are and having multiple personality disorder, we also need to be looking for friends who help us do that, who reflect the best parts of ourselves back and also are able to show us the parts that we need to work on in a healthy and supportive way. And I think that's important too. I'm going to look up, not to be like a loser. I'm going to look up a quote. Keep talking. It's about what you just said. (laughs) Because you don't want to surround yourself with fake ass friends who just feed you lines of bullshit about how great you are. Like it sounds really nice, but if I'm truly doing something that's out of character 
or something that I won't be proud of or that my family won't be proud of in the future, future me, then I would want my friends to tell me. And I think that's another part of finding friends who fill you up are friends who are going to be honest with you, transparent, and like tell you the hard stuff and have those hard conversations when you have to have them, God forbid, they're going to happen throughout life. Would you agree, Ash? Yeah, same goes for me double. Um, there's a quote. Ashley loves a quote. Let's hear it. Give it. Share it. On the liberty of sounding like Michael Bostick. On um, the liberty. I'm all ears. <laughs> 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 Waiting on bated breath. What could it possibly be? The only trick of friendship, I think, is to find people who are better than you are. Not smarter, not cooler, but kinder, more generous, more forgiving, and then to appreciate them for what they can teach you and to try to listen to them when they tell you something about yourself, no matter how bad or good it might be, and to trust them, which is the hardest part of all. That quote is from a book called A Little Life, five-star book, very long, trigger warning for the book, excellent read, though. <laughs> well, what didn't even say what the trigger warning was, but okay, we'll skip over it. It's literally any any warning that you possibly think the guy has a really hard upbringing. Oh, well, damn. Okay. But excellent, excellent book. A little what? Life. Centers a around friendship. A little life. Small. Yeah. Um, yeah. Small little life is what the man leads. I like that. Thank you so much for sharing that quote. Thank you so much for sharing with the class and your participation is no you know much. You know how much I love reading out loud. <laughs> we love it, especially you. Um, um, which brings us to our next segment, speaking of reading, which, like Abby took the liberty of saying at the beginning, is called Snack Time, Consumption Hour. <laughs> Isn't consumption a disease? Eating time. time. Someone's <laughs> going to write in and tell us a better name for this segment, but until then, we're calling it Snack Time, and just yeah, sit back time. and enjoy this little snack of media that you should be consuming. Snack time reminds me of being seven years old and coming home from elementary school and having like a little snack and watching Arthur on PBS. What was your favorite snack? Um, I don't remember my favorite. Something little like cheese and apples or something. <laughs> my favorite was always a spoonful of peanut butter or one, I still have that. one toaster waffle with peanut butter and honey on top. That sounds nice. Yeah. Okay, snack time. Some things we've been consuming lately. I'm not really reading any good books. Someone let me know. I told Only you bad ones. <laughs> barely that. I told you that we should both read the Dolly Parton book. Okay, I need to get a library card. Do you think they have one? Would, yes, of course they have it. Library okay. card. Everyone, listen. Open up so many doors. <laughs> Obviously, you don't have to pay for books. They have. I swear movies. we're cool. They have movies and they have online movies too. I think that you can just go from like websites and like. The California libraries, I'm not done, have national park passes for free so that you don't have to go buy mm -hmm. one when you want to go once. I was going to say the national park thing. And also sometimes they have theme park tickets, things like that. And if you have an aesthetically pleasing library, it's a nice place to go and like do some work. Yeah, totally. Okay. So yeah, I want to read the Dolly Parton book next. And then some other media that I've been consuming. Oh, I really like Margot Oshry's rebranded podcast, The Snatchler. Yeah, it's more about like life and influencer life and like going out and having fun in New York. And I think that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So if you're familiar, we had Margot Oshry on a few months back on the podcast. Go find her episode. She's really fun and really great. Um, but she used to do Bachelor recap episodes. But now that nobody really watches The Bachelor or really cares about the franchise, <laughs> she has so smartly rebranded to a lifestyle podcast, which good for her. Pop off, sis. 
Yeah, I really like that. And then TV shows that I have been consuming. Well, I'm really into the new Kardashians. And then there was something else I was going to say. Oh, This Is Us is having its last episode next week. And I took like three years off from watching that show. I think I was the first person to scream the pilot episode was literally so good. And then I took a few years off from watching and I don't feel the need to go catch back up. But I'm so into these last 10 episodes. Yeah, I think you were the one that was screaming about This Is Us to us. And I'm now starting season six. I've only seen one episode of the season, but that's something I've been consuming. I've also been reading The Midnight Library, which if you like The Time Traveler's Wife or About Time, either of those movies, slash I think they also might be books. But if you like those concepts, you will like The Midnight Library. It's very philosophical. I think I need to reread it. It's really interesting, actually. It's I a nice I was mildly distracting when I distracted when I read it. Like maybe I was on an airplane or something. something yeah, was it's fun. It, it goes really quick too. It's a quick read. I'm also with it. Um, so would recommend that. And then also something else I'm snacking on in terms of content is I just watched Inventing Anna, which first of all you have to get go. over how annoying her voice is. Actually, I'm almost done. Hurry. You have Watch to get over. You have to get over how annoying Anna's voice is, but once you do, I think the show is really interesting, especially because it's mostly a true story. And with that, those are the things you need to be snacking on in terms of content. Like we said, if you have a better idea for us to call this segment something else, please let us know. And until then, it's going to be called Snack Time. So hell, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Make sure you like and subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. Um, No, but seriously, tell your friends about the podcast. We're trying to grow it in our community. Also, Ashley, someone suggested we make a Facebook page. So stay tuned as to whether or not we actually do that. I think it could be a good idea if people are interested. We uh, might do like a fun on weekdays adjacent kind of situation. With I will page. do a Facebook page. I just need people to Facebook on it. I need people to participate. <laughs> I need people to Facebook on it. <laughs> Like, I have no qualms about doing one. People just need to, like, do use it. Yeah. Okay, no, we'll we'll advertise it. We'll get okay. that in the works, but that's exciting. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you and have a great weekend. Bye.